We want to say shout out to our sponsors, Watchman Cigars, 1812 Barbecue, Blue Collar Cycle Shop, and Hook, Line, and Heroes, and our Patreons like you. Thank you for supporting the show. Without you, this would not be possible. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast, where it's our take on life, liberty, and the pursuit of gravy, while you, the listener, are getting a degree in common sense. We are broadcasting from our blue-collar cycle bunkers right here in beautiful Concord area, North Carolina. We've got a great show lined up for you, as always. But before we begin, let me introduce you to our starting lineup, running out on the court, uh, manning the chat and our video, it is Magic Man. Hey, everybody. At the control deck, we've got producer Brian. Hey, guys. I, of course, be your host, Biggin, and how about you? And across the way, we have Mojo. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. <laughs> Appreciate you guys tuning in uh, for this episode. Um, you can follow us on the Facebook page at Southern Fried Philosophy. You can also follow us on our website at southernfriedphilosophy.com. Um, check us out wherever you download your podcast, uh, listen to your podcast, and go there and search Southern Fried Philosophy. Um, hit the subscribe, review, uh, uh, rating button there. Also share your favorite episodes. Um, yeah, we appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week. Also, you can check us out on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash SFP radio. Also on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash SFP radio. Make sure that if you are watching this on Facebook Live, listening to listening to it on podcast, go out to our YouTube channel. Just hit the subscribe button. That would be great. We need 100 before we can get our own channel. Um, so we would appreciate it. Just do that. You don't have to do anything else. Just go out there, hit subscribe, and we'll move on. Uh, we appreciate that. The, the faster you do it, the last the least time I'll be talking about it. So that would be great. Um, all right. So just some upcoming guests, some, some uh, guests we've got coming up next week. We have Duan curse. Uh, he is going to tell us his story about growing up in West Philadelphia, where he was born and raised uh, living on the living in poverty and getting himself out of that. And then his, his story is just also incredible. Like Amanda's last week in the week after that, We've got Bailey and Andy from Warehouse Distilleries out in Newton, North Carolina. Going to tell us about what it's like to uh, open up a distillery. Uh, And so that should be fun. We've got some product on its way. So we will be doing samples as well. So that should be a fun show. Uh, So stay tuned to those. I appreciate that. If you uh, are home alone and you decide you want to do your own podcast or you want to do it with somebody else, uh, contact producer Brian. And he can be able, he can do his magic, work his mojo, sorry, no pun intended, uh, to make your podcast sound fantastic. To, um, connect with him at headlines at SFP radio. And then also too, if you're listening to this podcast and you say, hey, I own a business and I would like to throw my sponsorship up, you get the cool little graphic. We put your uh, link to your business on our show notes every week. If you want to do that, you know, that'd be fantastic. 
email us at sfpradio at gmail.com. Our listeners, guys, this has been three weeks in a row. We've talked about the giant U.S. RV map that we need to fill in. We still need New Hampshire, Vermont, North Dakota, Wyoming, and Alaska. Once we get that, we'll have all 50 states. Currently, we go from California to uh, Carolina. We can go that route, but we're missing those five other states of listeners. So if you know somebody that lives in those states, you know, shoot them a text and email and say, like, hey, why don't you go listen to my friends, southernfriedphilosophy.com, uh, and they can listen to the show. We get the stat, and bada-bing, bada-boom, we'll fill in our, our RV map. We uh, did that. we get Maine back? We did. So what oh, happened last right. time is I didn't go far <laughs> back enough. So we had a, a main listener. They kind of dropped like off. Like five years ago. Well, it wasn't five years ago. It was like three years ago. Three and three quarters. So I'm trying to do everybody that's listened to the show. Uh, so there's that. Uh, then once we get all 50 states, we're going to move up to America's top hat and say, what's up, Canada? Um, so I'm going to ask you guys like I ask you every week. How you be darn? Ryan. Magic man. <laughs> Magic man. Do- You've got a story about... Georgia. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. So um, this past weekend, uh, my wife and I made a, a trip down to southeast Georgia to the Brunswick area where her she, mm-hmm. she hails from. And um, my uh, niece uh, was uh, is moving into her first apartment, and uh, we had an old bed that we weren't using anymore. So we were like, hey, you want the bed? And she said, sure. So hey, we buddy. got a nice little uh, U-Haul trailer and uh, hightailed it down there last Friday. Um Hit a nice little monsoon as soon as we crossed the Georgia South Carolina line into Georgia. Sure you did. Yeah, uh, but it you know I got there safely and um, uh, it's kind of a, a surreal experience after being cooped up in the house for so long. Uh, we actually <laughs> went out into a, a restaurant. Uh, it was a old, yeah, it was an old time uh, country buffet similar to a, a Golden Corral. Um, they did have the uh, social distancing uh, things in effect, such as. Uh, Markings on the floor to keep your distance away from other people there. Um, sure. The uh, was this a buffet? It was, I'm just asking. It was a buffet, but what they were doing is uh, instead of Uh-oh. you getting your food yourself, they had the people working there dishing out the food to you. So it was more more like a cafeteria actually. Um, but uh, the food was good. Um, the ta- you know it was 50 percent capacity, so they had uh, half the tables uh blocked off so people couldn't sit there um although there wasn't that many people there anyways and they didn't allow groups bigger than 10 people in uh in the restaurant so you know to sit together so that was nice um uh other than that you know it was it was a nice little trip nice to kind of get away for a little bit um interesting how many people we saw uh driving to and from there and while we were there that weren't wearing masks um mm-hmm. weren't really <laughs> observing the 6 foot distance rule um but you know, it, it like I said, it was just nice to get away. It was great. Sure. Um, producer Brian, did you have a question? I saw well, you. Yeah, raise your hand he, he kind of answered it. But you know, it's funny you mentioned the buffet because this week I was thinking, is COVID nineteen the end of the all you can eat buffet? Like you think about like Chinese restaurants or whatever, Golden Corral. I never thought of the cafeteria. Like switching it cafeteria style. But then there's a little more judgment when you when they see you six times at, at the, the chocolate cake or whatever, right? I mean, I think they're going to help with America's obesity rate. 
Absolutely not. I think, Listen, you okay. are not going to stop. I think they're going to see you there the, regardless if you're getting your food or if they're dishing it out for you. Right. <laughs> and then and then you give get to give them the judgy eyes of, hey, buddy, that's not enough mashed potatoes. I need you to go back and give me some more. Yeah. Like it on the gravy. So you so, want more banana pudding? You're still eating banana pudding. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. You're going to have All to right. bring it back. Listen, in our country, you are not going to stop the fraternity of Fat Five Fat or the sorority of Big Mama What What. Uh, you're not going to stop us. We're going to keep coming to the buffet. Nothing's going to, we're not going to stop. There's nothing that's going to do coronavirus or not. We're still going to be going up to that buffet. We will prevail. We will prevail. (laughs) I tell you that right now. (laughs) Producer Brian, how you be doing? Oh, Maloney. Also, uh, did, when you were in Brunswick, did you get any Brunswick stew? Nope. No Brunswick stew this time, but they did have it (laughs) on the menu. Quit. I quit with you. Was that on the house Southern IU? And you, you could have checked that box off, and you didn't do it. You could have done it. That's right. I have had it before. Oh, I've had it modern style and 18th it. century style. Oh. Okay. It used to be a reenactor. All right, I'll, I'll, yeah. I will. I will give you your your southern oh, card back. Thank you, sir. <laughs> All right, producer Brian, how you doing? Um, I'm good. I survived a day of being the only parent in the house, which <laughs> says something in these times, you know, and it was like wet. So I couldn't send the kids outside to play can, or anything. Yeah. Can I give you an applause for that? Good yeah, job, oh, sir. I'm going well to I'm gonna, I'm gonna push my own applause button. That was a fast one. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, uh, my wife had to go to the school to do school things because the end of the year believe it or not it's the end of the year end of the school year it's yeah no doubt <laughs> the so end of a, the year i had to homeschool for like two hours today and you're uh, still alive and you're I'm breathing. still alive that's the amazing children are alive the crazy thing here's the here's the really remarkable part mm-hmm. i taught my daughter common core math today what uh, acci- accidentally but it, it turned out to be common core <laughs> math <laughs> you did it accidentally well, I just, it was the logical way to solve, in this particular case, it was the easiest way to show her how to solve the problem. And then I realized, I think this is common core. Okay. So. <laughs> I don't understand. Hot Pocket will do his math and it'll be like 17 plus four, right? And I come back and there's like, there's like little, um, uh, it looked like a, a dice. There's like little dots everywhere. I'm like, yeah. I don't, so, what are you doing? Well, she's in kindergarten, and she was doing like 187 minus 62. What? <laughs> so, Daggone. Yeah, I taught her how to do that. So she had this, this number she grid. She AP? She's at AP uh, kindergarten? Well, my, my uh, four-year-old placed in the kindergarten on her math test. We took them the other day. So it was, they don't get that from me. Um, wow. So it's like she, she, we, we looked at the math problem. I was like, how are you going to do this? She was, oh, I have this chart that will help me. And it's like a number grid. It's just a block, number blocks. That's all it is. Okay. And she was like circling the number and like just counting back 22 spaces to get the right number. Like, well, that's one way to do it. Okay. But if you count by tens first. So I, I got into it and showed her how to count <laughs> by tens first and then go to go up five and then over two, you know, whatever the number uh-huh. was. And after like six tries, she started getting it. And, you I, get, so, wow, there's a yeah. chart. I just used paper. Like, it was, but yeah, so we had the charts in like a, a folder divider, and you can write on it with a uh, dry erase marker. How about it? It's high tech. I don't get it. Yep. Mojo, how you be doing? I'm done shoveling water out of my shop. Whoa! What happened? You have one of those big squeegees? You have one of those big squeegees? No, things? it's just so oh. much, so much rain, so much rain. Oh. Uh, if if 
if Corona was rain, it was Corona time at the shop this week. It was just brutal. Like like I said last week, I think I need to probably uh, start selling boats or pontoons or kayaks or something else because not many people riding in the water. Rubber ducks. Yeah. Well, I think you've got a good week weekend coming up, right? The weather's going to clear out. Who knows? I think every day has like you know a chance. Yeah, like an eighty percent chance. You know, with with one hundred forty percent humidity, because you know here we are in the south here. So I'm also going to say that sounds a lot like my honeymoon. <laughs> so <laughs> there you go. There it is. How you be doing? I'm good, man. It's it's been it's been a crazy week. The short weeks always seem the longest. I don't understand why. Um, Amen. But, hey, buddy, it's it, you know you get four days. To work, but you know, it feels like by Thursday you're like, have I not been in this week for like a month? So that's been crazy. I did have a conversation with my dad the other day about thermostats. We would go down to Florida, uh, my wife and I, and when we'd stay with dad, it would be extremely hot in the house, and and we were just like, look, I'll I'll leave twenty bucks on the counter. Um, you know, just can we crank it down just just a little bit? And so I asked him today. I was like, "So, what did you actually have the thermostat on?" And even in his house now, feels like it's a little it's a little warm. Um, and so he was saying he left the thermostat in Florida at seventy eight, and and he leaves his thermostat uh, here at seventy six. Now, I think that's way too hot. So I did a Facebook poll on uh, what's the normal uh, range that you guys have, above 76, below 76, or at 76. Uh, one person said that they leave it at 70, 76 and up, um, but everybody else said below 76. So I want to know your thoughts. What do you keep your thermostat at? And he said, by the way, if you if you do a poll, everybody will say about 76. and in reference, we keep ours at like 70 and I kick it down to 68 at night. <laughs> I think it really depends on the age group too. Cause I noticed that uh, people as yeah. they uh, advance in age tend to, to like it hotter. And I just don't know if it's maybe a lack of the ability to uh, create body heat uh, or, or, you know, the, the, the kind of that cranks down. I know my parents who are in their seventies, um, they, they keep their house a little bit on the warm side. I, I think they keep their thermostat at 76. Uh, okay. Yep. I know. Uh, I keep, we keep ours. Uh, well, during the day when we're not here, usually seventy six, and then when we get home, it it cranks down to seventy two or below. Uh, now, if you're working from home now, does that change? Yeah, I crank it down to seventy two or seventy. Seventy to seventy two. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Leanne Whitley on the chat just says she keeps theirs at seventy. Okay. So, but uh, you know, yeah. not just necessarily keep the the rooms cool, but also uh, it acts as a dehumidifier. And, uh, you know, as, as the humidity cranks up, it crank on the AC to kind of get rid of some of the humidity because that, that makes it feel hot as well. Look at that. Magic man coming up with science. I appreciate magic that. Magic man smart sometimes. <laughs> Producer Brian, what do you keep yours at? Uh, 72. Just no matter what, 72. 72, all year round. The heat's at 72. The air's at 72. You set and your nest. You don't even have a, a higher or lower. It's just 72. 72. It, well, in the, like, I'll have it, like, you know, with the nest. I do have a nest, but you can, mm-hmm. uh, in the, those weird, like, just now, spring, I had it 
it would heat to 68 or something and cool to mm. 72. So there's like a four degree window. Okay. While a house stays at all the time. Okay. Essentially. What's funny is my mother-in-law will come down from the great white North and, uh, in mm. May in June okay. and be in jeans and a sweatshirt the whole yeah. time. Yeah. Dad, uh, just texted me and he said he, I never left him a $20 on the counter. So I still evidently now I owe him $20. <laughs> Way to go. Mojo, what do you keep yours at? I don't have a choice of what I keep mine at. Okay. What yeah. does the family leave it at? <laughs> um, we'll see at the shop. I don't, I'm too cheap to turn on the, you know, the heat and air. So mm-hmm. ambient temperature, you know, I mean, I'm sure I'll turn it on once the the dog days of summer hit, you know, but uh, at the house, um, whatever temperature penguins can operate at, that's pretty much what we uh, we have our set at. So thirty nine. <laughs> <laughs> we have the coldest beer in town. That's all I know. And you don't even use a fridge. That's amazing. Yeah, well, we actually I opened the fridge to warm up. So. <laughs> Get some meat hanging in there somewhere to cure. Nice. Well, there's Dry. a meat. There's a meat. There's a meat shortage now, so I have no no oh, curing. Dried so. steaks on the counter, probably. That's great. <laughs> That's fantastic. So and, and I. If I click it above sixty nine, my wife okay gets mad. So there's a joke there, and I'm just going to leave it. <laughs> All right, so um, I do have some follow up discussions. Well, we'll we'll go to big and stock tip of the week. Producer Brian nailed it when he said that once the stock market starts to tank, Biggin's going to freak out. So um, I noticed when I pulled mine my, my little app up on Monday, I said, "Hey." We're, we're, we're not doing so good. And then I looked at the three month, uh, percentage that I won or that I, that I made. And that is going down very quickly. So Mojo has been sending me, Hey, stock tips. And then I was like, okay, well, you know, here's some that I would look at. And then we started having the discussion that if I were to sell these stocks, what happens? Well, I started doing some Googling on that part and I have to keep the stocks for a year to avoid a massive capital gains tax hit. And then I realized my taxes, or my percentage has to be above 15% return for me to even make a dollar. So after some math, because math is hard, maybe I need to come over and borrow daughter's chart. Yeah. Uh, I realized this is probably not going to be cost beneficial unless I just dump a ton of money on it. Uh, and also, it it nosedived today, so I'm like, oh, I think I'm not as happy about it as, as I once was. Mojo, it'll your thoughts? Back. Yep, it'll bounce back. It will. I mean, it'll, ba- it'll bounce back. But yeah, buy low. Well, and that's yeah. the thing, and I get that, but <laughs> like I've got to make at least fifteen percent to make a profit because fifteen percent capital gains tax. Stock market is like a, a savings account for the future. You know what I'm saying? It's like you just take the leftover cash that you know you're going to gamble and throw it in there. I mean, it's right. legalized gaming, gambling. So obviously yeah. things with stocks is don't invest more than you can deal with, you know, losing. That's, you know, remember the Bitcoin craze where right. uh, people you got were like, yep. I did. <laughs> remember that anyway. one day, like that one week it went up like to 10,000 out four. We're like, we're going to be rich. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, crud, that didn't last long. <laughs> but, you know, um, 
but people were mortgaging their houses, buying Bitcoin. Man, just those people. Stupid decisions. But yeah. like the stock market, you know, um, it's just like a savings account. That's why yeah. I look at it. You know, it's, it, but I don't want to touch it. Just keep you know, throwing right. it here and there and don't touch it. It'll, it is true. In 10 years, it might make that 15%. So. Right. It's just like, is it going to be worth it? Because the capital gains. If it wasn't capital gains, I'd be like, oh, we're all in. The only well, way that you can avoid that is if you do it through a, an IRA. Well, what you do, though, is just, you know, um, capital gains seems to be, you know, obviously, when you have a Republican in the House, they usually don't hit you with capital gains in the mouth. When you have a Democrat in the House, then that's when they usually up the capital gains to, quote-unquote, tax the rich for programs and stuff. So you just have to wait to the market till you have the right person in the pre- in the presidential house. And usually around year two is when they make their, you know, their new, you know, things mm. like the, we're going to lower this or lower taxes. And that's when you sell it. Out. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Well, um, I, it, I'm just going to let it sit for a while and then so we'll see what happens. My, yeah. my Alibaba, that didn't do so good. So <laughs> you have some winners and losers every once in a while. So. Also like my honeymoon. Uh, I, well, I remember when I first, been probably 10 years ago, I, I, you know, I was following this penny stock blog mm-hmm. and um, I mean, I, I thought I was a, a penny, a penny air. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I went and bought probably a thousand bucks worth of, of the stock at like 36 cent or whatever. So I bought, I mean, it was a boatload of shares and right. then um, they split. So yeah, you know, I, I was sitting on some mad capital for a minute. Sure. Yeah. Probably, I think I doubled my money or whatever. And um, all of a sudden, they decided to fold operations. <laughs> so, oh no! <laughs> lost it all. So you know, um, you just got to you got to invest with your comfort comfort level. And I think you know, like I've bought a couple stocks that they're they're okay performing, but they're dividend stocks. Not that you can get a bunch of money back, but you know, just right. I mean, it, obviously, this is money that I'm not depending on sure. right now to pay the bills. So. But, uh, yeah, just invest at your comfort level. That's the late, great Kenny Rogers said, know when to hold them, <laughs> know when to fold them, know when to walk away, oh, and know when to run. So, anyway, I'm just going to sit on it for a while and see what happens. So, I'm I'm a little sad. I also ran into this question when my wife was making a cake, and I wanted to get your all's thoughts. So my wife was making a coconut cake, and then she was getting the the, the stuff out to put on the cake, you know, the, the, the top layer. And my mother-in-law said, are you going to ice the cake or frost the cake? And then my wife says, well, I'm getting out the icing. and." I started thinking, what's the difference between frosting and icing? And why are there two different words for the exact same thing? Like, which one is, like, what do you guys think of when you hear frosting versus icing? Um, I've never, I'll be honest with you, I've never sat down and thought about that. Right? That might be, <laughs> that might be one of those, um, instead of watching TikTok videos on the toilet, that may be one of those things you contemplate the thought of frosting and icing. So. Right. Um, I don't, I mean, is there a difference? I don't know. I mean, from the culinary perspective, I don't know. That may be oh. something 
we have to ask uh, the Googles for? Well, the Googles but... say the icing is more like the glaze. Like the glaze. Well, because it's basically like a, a um, confectionery sugar or something like that. Yeah. Melted in like cream mil- or whatever. Yeah, or milk water. and sugar. And it's yeah. like like a pound cake, you put a little bit of a glaze on it. So maybe. Krispy Kreme would have yeah. icing. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, okay. Frosting is the thicker, like, like butter fluffy. cream, cream yep. cheese. Yep, yep. yep. According so, to thanks first Google. hit on the old Google. So well, But that makes sense because you see like pound cake, lemon pound cake, things like that with icing. You know, mm-hmm. you, you know, so um, that makes fit. Make, that makes sense. I've never thought about that before, but you know, I, I, I said I, that's a great question. Let's let's ask it. I will probably be uh, up till three o'clock in the morning contemplating how <laughs> that division started. It's kind of like you know, with the Protestants split off from the Catholics. So I'll probably <laughs> contemplate the whole thing tonight. Is there yeah. uh, a John Wesley of icing and frosting? Is that is there? He put some stuff up on yeah, the church. Probably so, probably so. Church doors. There's there. probably there's probably a. Uh, some French culinary pastry chef who uh, hammered the uh, the recipes onto the culinary doors in France. I'm sure there's got to be. Yeah. yeah. What's the origination? Oh, the origination. Speaking of words that don't exist. Uh, the <laughs> right. origin. The origin. <clears throat> what? what I mean, you know what I'm trying to say? The bourbon's working. Yeah, um, I got gotcha, you. Yeah. Where'd that word come from? <clears throat> um, the history of English podcast. Yeah, we need to ask you. Give him back on to ask about that because that doesn't yeah. sound. That sounds like a very southern thing to say, right? Frosting and ice, like right. It's not a it's not a fancy word. You would think it would have some Latin or French title if it's you know the French word for frosting a cake. You know, mm. know. but also here in the South too, with the uh, operational meth labs, icing maybe has a different connotation <laughs> there too. So <laughs> nice. All right, so we are going to go into some wacky news brought to you by 1812 Barbecue. Eric is still dishing out some fantastic barbecue. That brisket, mm, hey, buddy, he does ribs, pulled pork, and don't forget about those sides, fantastic, delicious sides, uh, and pecan pie. So, I mean, what else do you want? You decide, hey, I'm not going to cook tonight. Um, You probably need to give him a heads up, though, because he doesn't just pull it out of his, you know, (laughs) It takes a minute. Yeah, it takes a minute. So give him a heads up. Say, hey, I want to, uh, I want some of this fantastic food, and he'll he'll hook you up. Uh, all right, so let's go to some. We, wack- we need to we need to talk to Eric. I I, I I'm kind of curious right now because you, we've heard nothing but the, about the meat shortages, things like that. I'd be kind of curious oh, yeah. to see what's going on in his. You know, he's got feet on the ground right now. I'm so far removed out of that industry now that I couldn't tell you. I did see on. a post from him that he he wanted to get some meat, and then he was like, "Nope, there is none left." So, oh wow, uh, I, he, he did later find finally find some. So there's that. No, I, I spent a few weeks looking for bratwurst, and finally found some at Sam's. Uh, Sam's. <laughs> Interesting conversation, though. I think that you know we're. I don't think we have a meat shortage because I don't think automatically all the pigs and cows had a rapture moment where they went up to the majestic sky. Sure. Obviously it's our food system is broken. You know, when you have um, these food production harvesting facilities and where they take cattle or chicken or pork and then they harvest them. Obviously we have problem from the feedlot to the production facility, to the distribution warehouse hubs, you know, and then when you have, maybe like one regional processor like Tyson who will have one processing plant. And then all of a sudden people break out with the Rona. They have to shut that whole facility down. So 
Mm. Um, I think what we're going to see is maybe what would probably work better is this, you know, that, that old, which I despise the term farm to table in restaurants because it's just, yeah, it's like, you know, it's like barista. No, you're, you're just pouring coffee. You're a coffee pourer. (laughs) Right. Um, but I think we might see uh, more and more smaller operational um, uh, butcheries, you know, the old school, like, you know, you go in, pick a number, white, white coat, things like that. So it should be interesting. I think, I think this may reshape the economy. And I think people that jump on board with that, will actually probably, um, probably actually benefit from the market. I mean, I, mm-hmm. we're, we're getting ready to explore some options here, local areas that actually, you know, you don't say that they process their own, own. You process and butcher their own. So, yeah, and maybe it may, it may, you know, cut out the middleman. If more people are buying their their meat directly from the farmer, right now most of the time it's more expensive, right? Because they know that they can go back to you know the Harris Teeter or whatever that they're selling it to them, and they know they're going to get a higher price for that. Um, and they also charge us a higher price. But if it's everybody going to that butcher, maybe that'll help lower the cost of said said meat. So I don't know. I I keep hearing that that's better tasting. Have you guys experienced that? Going to a local butcher, having it like slaughtered there and you pack it up and take it to your freezer. Um, it's been a while. Um, I'm, I'm weird. I, I, I'm not a big fan of grass fed meat. I'll be honest with you. I like either corn fed or they, they, uh, you know, they, Grazing animals and they finish it off with corn to fit, fatten them up. I just like that. I like that taste. Grass is just, I, there's something about it. Grass fed beef. Yep. I'm just not a big fan of it. Um, but for a cheeseburger, I guess I'm going to have to become a fan of grass fed beef if I want a cheeseburger. So you said the same thing too. Yeah. I got, I got, I ordered like an eighth of a cow a couple of years ago from a local farm and it was all grass fed, um, organic. And I could definitely, you could, there's a difference. It's, it's like, it's richer, I feel like, but not necessarily. And I was grown, you know, raised on, you know, whatever you get at Food Lion. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of meat. So I think my, if I ate enough of it, I could adjust to the flavor of it. But it was very different, like the steaks and the ground beef, very different flavor. I wouldn't me. call it, I wouldn't necessarily say gamey. Mm, because like you know like venison has very gamey you know what i'm saying that liver almost liver taste to it minerally yep. you know but there's just something different about it for me that i just i'm not a fan of but once again once you slather it with enough cheese and bacon i think sure. it's okay but um it's just it's just don't forget the egg yeah <laughs> scrambled, scrambled egg yeah. just scrambled, scrambled egg. egg don't don't forget the licorice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, um, there's a food truck that comes uh, to my office park, and they uh, use locally sourced meats and, and veggies and, and all kinds of stuff from local farms for for their food. And I think it, it does make a difference. I think it tastes good. I mean, it tastes better than, than the mass-produced stuff. Um, and, and I'll be honest with you, my wife and I, um, we actually prefer grass-fed beef now, and and I saw an article that was uh, saying something about um, yeah, my internet just went bloop bloop. I saw it, 
Um, <laughs> I saw <laughs> I saw producer Brian's look there. Um, <laughs> so you can check that off the bingo card too, by the way. <laughs> okay. Anyways, um, <laughs> but uh, I saw an article recently saying uh, something about the way they used to, the way they feed animals has changed drastically over the last I don't know fifty, sixty, seventy years, where everything was. Um, grain and or grass fed and, and 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 to fatten them up to make them you know the chickens bigger you know they showed a, a chicken that you could buy in 1950 as opposed to one that you can buy today are, are vastly different the one you buy today is a lot bigger than the one that you would buy back in the 50s and not to be a conspiracy um person theorist whatever um I kind of wonder if, make you know, the food back then was healthier than it is now. Because looking at the obesity rates that you have nowadays Absolutely. compared to to back then, but everything else was in lead cans, so and asbestos in your house. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure the food had to be better, healthier. I mean, you got to think like um, between the hormones and preservatives that that, that we use, antibiotics. Um, if you take a if you take a free range like local chicken egg. And then to crack one open from the old, from the old Harris Teeters that you know, just their Harris Teeters brand. They're just two, they're two different looking eggs, just because yeah. they come from different facilities, different feed. Um, also, the feed now for for cattle has been genetically modified to, and I'm not going to get on a debate of GMO versus not, but um, the feed is just different now. I mean, they, you know, you have these super genetic corn you know a lot that they use for feed cattle feed and ethanol and it's just different than what our grandfathers were feeding cattle so my grandma to this day will swear that the food when she was growing up tastes completely different than what it tastes now it's like it's just not good anymore there's also 10 cent a hot for a hot dog too probably that was probably like a <laughs> yeah. penny if that <laughs> I paid you to take it. <laughs> All right, so let's go into some wacky news. This is a story brought to you by oh man, just the name of the news organization, WBOY. Oh, boy. <laughs> mm. um, uh, in West Virginia, a West Virginia man is accused of gouging out his neighbor's eyes okay, over a loud rooster. Richard Wayne Ellison, which sounds like he probably was taking a shot off at the president, from, and this is this is his town, from Rock, was arrested Sunday in the killing of Benny Fooch, according to the Sheriff's Department. Ellison told the detective he killed the rooster because it was crowing, and then he gouged out his neighbor's eyes because, get this, Lucifer made him do it. According to a criminal complaint, the complaint notes um, notes emergency crews were responded uh, for mental health evaluation. It's not clear if he has an attorney. <laughs> He'll probably represent himself because you know, sure, he has or, some type of galactic spiritual law degree. Or uh, or Lucifer will step in. What was yeah. that? What was that movie? The Devil's Advocate was that. Oh, uh, Keanu Reeves. With Keanu, yeah, little little Nikki. Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to try to put this. Look at this guy's picture. By the way, <laughs> looks like one of the uh, lollipop kit. He looks like the lollipop <laughs> kit from Wizard of Oz. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. 
Oh man, he's an Oompa Loompa. He's an Oompa Loompa. That's what happens when an Oompa Loompa kind of lets lets it rip. So that's what happens rooster? when you eat off the. That's what happens when you eat off the Golden Corral buffet bar during the <laughs> Corona. So was the rooster's name Benny Fouch? I, no, that was the guy that that got his eyes gouged out. The oh, story so he, was not clear. He, did, he didn't you, survive that. So what he do killed you a rooster. W B O Y. Uh, yeah, I don't, I think he, he killed the rooster and then gouged his eyes out. And I guess he died from that. That's all we got. That's all we got. Crazy. I need more. Okay. All right. Producer Brian's going to do some. I'm not going to No, I'm not. I don't want to, I don't want to know. (laughs) Do not Google that. The 1812 barbecue story started over 20 years ago when Eric and his dad started entering local barbecue competitions for fun. During that time, Eric, a United States Marine, has traveled all over the world picking up flavors and techniques that today is the unique flavor of the award-winning 1812 barbecue. He has honed his craft to bring you fall-off-the-bone pulled pork, mouth-watering ribs, and finely crafted beef brisket. Eric has developed his own amazing dry rub and delicious barbecue sauce. And let's not forget the sides, coleslaw, smoked Gouda mac and cheese, cowboy baked beans, and to top it all off, banana pudding and pecan pie for dessert. Getting hungry yet? Good. Call or email Eric at 1812-BARBECUE, and he can make your next catered meal happen. Wedding and graduation parties, family reunions, and other events will be memorable with 1812-BARBECUE. Want to try your own hand at smoking meats? Pick up your own 1812 dry rub and start the journey for yourself. Shipping all over the world, Connect with Eric on his Facebook page, Instagram at 1812Barbecue, or call 704-604-5148, or email eric at eric.line at 1812barbecue.com, and he'll be glad to help any way he can. So we're, there's some, we've noted the bad things of the coronavirus. We've also noted the great things about coronavirus. Drive-by birthdays, drive-by graduations, baby showers, you just drive by, throw your gift at them, and walk away. I love it. That's perfect. That needs to continue. Well, another gentleman decided he's going to be uh, take this coronavirus thing and make a positive out of it. Out of Mobile, Alabama, a guy in the Mobile County allegedly took advantage of the pandemic closure for not only for shelter but also for food. Uh, the MPD officers said that they found a 33-year-old man lying down in one of the theaters in AMC. They found him Tuesday, and they said that he's been held up there for several days. He ate several bags of the theater snacks and drank several bottled beverages. He's charged with burglary, um, and the movie theater remains temporarily closed amid the COVID-19 pandemic. He broke into the theater and ate all their snacks. It's kind of genius. It's a lot of Twizzlers and good and plenties. <laughs> Did you fire up the popcorn maker? I mean, you would think that that would be something I would be, I would go do. And did you get the movie? Did you figure out how the like the reel works to play the movies? That's the real. Oh, now that would be, I'd be genius right there. I'd be watching all that IMAX, all stuff. the good movies. They're probably all digital now. You think? What do you think? What do you think his nickname in prison is going to be now? Pixar. Good and plenty. I like <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I thought that was pretty genius. It's <clears throat> great. Um, on the opposite spectrum, a man, uh, this is in San Diego, 
which is Spanish for, well, you can look that up. A uh, man was, was arrested on suspicion of breaking into a bank early Wednesday morning. <laughs> Apparently, he entered the branch just so he could heat up his Hot Pocket sandwiches. <laughs> Around 3.30 a.m., the police were dispatched. Uh, the burglar alarm had gone off. When they arrived, they went. Um, they noticed the drive through uh, window was broken out. They went in, they went to the break room, and the man was using the microwave. He said that he was trying to heat up his hot pockets. The police did not re- release any further details on the incident. That's all I'm getting. I'm, I'm not. Read, read, read that last quote on that article there. When he said, when asked if the hot pockets were worth it, he said, hell yeah, it was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, it was worth it. Come uh, on now. Well, my biggest question here is who calls hot pockets a sandwich? Mm. That's like the first paragraph there. But is, never, it a, is it a sandwich? Is it a sandwich? Somebody that's Google like, hot pockets. That's kind of like a hot dog. Is hot dog a sandwich? That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> I know, but I'm, you know. Yeah, is meatloaf a. Roasted uh, baked burger. Is it a burger? It, yeah. yeah it's, it's a quesadilla sandwich. What's this, mean? this could be breaking news. Uh, On the uh, box, it says Hot Pocket Sandwiches. Huh. Really? No, that's a that's like from the other dimension thing. That's not possible. That would... That would Sinbad on the box to you? Sandwiches. No, but hold on. A, that means a stuffed pizza slice would be a sandwich, too. What constitutes a sandwich? Meat between bread, right? That yeah, so that would be a hot dog. Would be a, a hot dog would be a sandwich. I agree with you on that. I think we've had this discussion. It feels like the last episode of Seinfeld. Um, no, I've seen Seinfeld, so I can't relate. God, Google image search sandwich. I see no pizza. <laughs> I see no hot dogs. Oh, there's a hot dog. Oh, see. I see no hot pockets. Is there a hot pocket? Yeah, Not yet. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going through here. So, That's a panini. So Calzone, Calzone and Stromboli are just big-ass sandwiches. Papadilla. Absolutely. There's Popeye's chicken sandwich. That popped up in there. Let's see. Okay. All right. I, I also have this breaking news. <laughs> Popeye sandwiches. All right. We, we've ate the Popeye's chicken sandwich. I need some, some help on this one. We, Producer Ryan, Mojo, mm-hmm. we've had that sandwich. Ryan, have I you have had not, the sandwich? Every time I looked, they were out. Okay. Yep. You're out. Okay, I, I've uh, I, I've stopped eating Popeyes and have started marching around the building, uh, blowing my trumpet. How many more days? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to get I'm just trying to get the lockdown to end. So I figured I had to start at Popeyes because that's the only coherent, coherent belief is that when Popeyes came out with the chicken sandwich, we just went full madness. Right. started. Yeah. Um, but here's the deal. So my father-in-law on the way up uh, from from South. East Georgia said, Hey, I want some fried chicken. So the whole time he was talking about the fried chicken, he never got it. So when he got here, I was like, Hey, we can go to Popeye's. You can try that chicken sandwich. He brings home the chicken sandwich. And, and gentlemen, I'm telling you, there's a conspiracy theory on this chicken sandwich. It's not the same chicken sandwich because what he had was chicken fingers with the pickles and the bun. We didn't have a chicken fingers. Is, is that correct? No, 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 no. We didn't. No, it was a fillet. They've. Uh, I don't know when they recently changed that because I was, you know, because I have to go to Cincinnati sometimes to mm. 
pick up motorcycles and I stopped at a truck stop there right after the, right after the Rona hit and, uh, they were doing the same thing. So I don't, I'm not, as, mm-hmm. maybe they're having a shortage now with production or something, but well, they were saying that back when the first shortage happened that they would, they would sell a tender sandwich basically, which right. is different chicken. It's not the same breading or anything. No, because it had a tempura type batter around the chicken. Yep. This one, it was just a regular chicken strips. I'm well, calling are, foul. Yeah, <laughs> See good but, uh, well, it could just be, did you go to the, the Concord, North Carolina location? I went to the one right up the street here yeah. in, on Church that one's, Street. That one's just a hot bag of garbage anyway. <laughs> so, um, pretty much any Popeye's location on a given good day is a hot <laughs> bag of garbage. Um, they, you know, my I, I cannot tell you my distaste for Popeye's wow. customer service. It wow. is horrid. Oh, absolutely. I mean, did you see there they, was an Instagram meme going around or like a video, and they're saying if Popeye's had delivery and the guys walk up and like throw the sandwich, and he goes, "Where's my drink?" and they're yelling at him about not getting a drink. Like, you didn't order a drink. It's on my receipt. Like, well, it's just like, you know, uh, like, have you seen the memes about Amazon Prime versus U.S., you know, the United States Postal Service or FedEx? Mm-mm. That's that's like Popeye's. Like, Amazon Prime is Chick-fil-A, and then everyone, you know, every other, Popeye's is like all the other branches that just throw your crap around. I mean, yeah. kick it down the street. So, um, yeah, they just, you know. But people are still lined up. Like, I'll drive by I, are they li- Are they lined up Dude, still? I am not kidding you. I I drove by just, uh, and my father-in-law said it took them 20 something minutes to get through the drive-thru. There you go. Chick-fil-A, mm-hmm. 20 minutes. You're at home tucked in by the Chick-fil-A manager. Absolutely. With their fo- them opening your food for you. At Popeye's, you're still waiting behind two cars that have been sitting there for 25 minutes. So. Absolutely. No, I agree 100% with that. But even going to pick up uh, like uh, Hot Pocket and Small Batch, at four o'clock, there's they're at least you know three or four cars deep from where you order. I'm not kidding you. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but like you said though, it's, it's four cars have been sitting there for, uh, you know, what I'm saying for sure. a while. I mean, that's kind of like you know, press one for your extended warranty and you placed on hold to speak to a live person. You might be there for a minute waiting for a, you know a live person. Mm-hmm. Chick Fil A, yeah. like I said, Chick Fil A, they get you in and out. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, if Popeyes, Popeyes, I mean, I'm not trying to knock Popeyes. Actually, I don't give. I don't care. Okay. I am knocking Popeyes. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I mean, they just. If they were though, we would take that gladly, and we'd say that you're the best chicken sandwich there is. That's no, I, you know, I'd put it with a contender. <laughs> I'd put. I mean, as far as chicken sandwiches, I'd put a contender with Chick Fil A. But man, their their customer service is horrible. No, 100%. Man. I mean, those people, like, you know. Chick-fil-A, they're like, you know, my pleasure. Thank you for coming in. Chick-fil-A or Popeye's, you're like, you have to thank them for being open. You have to I duck mean, because you might get shot by the employees. You don't know. True. Do you remember, like, it was a couple of years ago when we were doing the show, and somebody had a behind-the-scenes camera of the Popeye's, and people, like, there was rats running around the back, and, like, their fries were, like, moldy in the freezer. Like, it was nasty. And they were just like, Here's, here it is. It's like, this is my last day. They got fired. They're like, this is why. And they showed like the nasty, nasty Popeyes. But Yeah, yeah. well, I think, uh, yeah, there's so many things there, though. Sure. Um, but 
I don't know. But by goodness, that I, G, G, Jesus Chicken just has a whole different level of standing. Did so. you see the uh, the Babylon Bee thing that I sent out today, where it was like if uh, if you get the Chick Fil A sauce and put it over your doorpost, uh, like the <laughs> like the blood that, uh, that the coronavirus will pass over your house. That that could be way to go, Babylon Bee. Yeah. By the way, they've gotten extremely political. I don't mind their jokes are hilarious. But I mean, that's all there is on. Battle I think Wars. it's just. I think it's just capturing the market. That time of the season. Of you know, I mean, yeah. I think twenty twenty one. I'll probably hey, go back buddy. to just picking on the televangelist. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so I have the video of how Popeyes would be if they had delivery. Okay. I I have not screened this. Oh, boy. but I can okay. play the audio, or I can throw it up for the fa- for the six people on Facebook. Seven. Um, <laughs> wait, seven. <laughs> excuse me. Right, seven. Um, if you guys I've got more to, on my side. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you know, from what I'm seeing, there's a, let me see if I can make this work real quick, but, uh, hey, I've, I've right, seen this back. and it's hilarious. Hey, I think there's some, uh, hopefully it doesn't get kicked off of, uh, any platforms. Yeah. Uh, see, Rodney also said that it's a breast. It's a chicken breast. So it's not, it's not that tender crap they've been trying to dish us out. I don't know. It could be the Mandela effect. All right. <laughs> Here is, um, I'm gonna put this on for Mandela. Here it is. In the world. Here, damn. Bro, I ordered this three hours ago, bro. What's going on? And we here now, ain't we? Okay, then you better leave a tip. Shit. Where am I drinking? You did not order no drink. You better go on. Bro, yes, I did. I ordered a sprite. Nigga, you didn't order no drink. I told you that. What are you talking about? Just look, my order is right here. It says, you better get that phone out of my face. What are you talking about? Talking about you ordered a drink. Is my sauce in here at least? Do you not have sauce in the kitchen? I asked, I asked y'all for barbecue sauce. It don't matter what the f*** you ask for. Do you have sauce in the kitchen, yes or no? Yes. Okay, then. Oop. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and why are y'all parking my yard? Why is he here? Why are you asking the wrong hey, question? Bro, stop getting loud with us, bro. Who you getting loud watch, with? Watch Sorry, your face. Out, bro. I'm not playing with you, bro. Don't worry about us, man. I'm you so left me even game, man. stupid. <laughs> what, what, what? <laughs> you get to knock your <laughs> out. You better stop playing with me. Oh, my. I let that be a lesson to us. We need to speak. <laughs> I, I also have the uh, Chick Fil A version of that. If you want to, hey Jake. By the way, he said I don't know how I stumbled upon here, but I just want to say hello. Hey Jake. Yeah, let me. Uh, is this <laughs> this one can't be? It has to be clean because it's Chick Fil A, right? Okay, all right. This may not make hello. it on the podcast. Sorry, there were five seconds late, so I went ahead and brought my pen. You don't have to do that. How are you doing, sir? Like he said, we're terribly sorry for the inconvenience. So I went ahead and got you a complimentary Apple Watch to go with your meal. An Apple Watch for being five seconds my late? Pleasure, my pleasure. And we seen this recording. <laughs> we went ahead and got somebody on that. Thank you. And your grass looks a little bit higher than average. So we went ahead and got somebody to mow that too. Hope that's not a problem. Not at all. Not at all. Okay, and just in case there's more than just you in the house, we went ahead and got you four extra meals too. What? Thank Is there you. there anything else you might need? Any condiments, a hug, a handshake, uh, anything like that? Sauces. Sauces? Mm. Man, somebody bring the damn sauces! Every time, Barbie, you have ranch, uh, Chick-fil-A sauce. Uh, just two ranches. Two ranches? Oh, don't be modest. Grab a little bit more than that. Man, pick the damn sauces up! Get, get out of here! <laughs> uh, I think that's it, sir. What? Okay. Well, do you watch the Michael Jordan last day? Start streaming anybody any chance? I do, actually. Oh, well, we knew that. So we went ahead and got you some drawers for that. Are those the year of the rabbits? Yes, the year of the oh. rabbits. And their size 11, just in case. Is that your size? That's my perfect size. How'd you know? Oh, well, we looked you up on Facebook and make sure. We bought all sizes. We bought 8, 9, 10, anything like that. Oh, my gosh. Oh, thank you. Oh, no problem, no problem. My pleasure. My Y'all pleasure. have a nice day. Oh, you too. Oh, wait, before you go, sir, we'll be out here for an extra hour just in case you need any refills, napkins, anything like that. Thank you. <laughs> Y'all have a nice day, man. For real. 
Wow. How about you? No, Ain't that's, that the truth. That is about 100% accurate. There it is. Oh, that reminds me about those comparisons about the different delivery services, you know, the postal service versus UPS versus uh, FedEx versus Amazon. <laughs> um, by the way, when you go through Grubhub or anything else like that, do you, do you notice that like they jack up the price of the actual menu item as well? Oh, yeah. So, Say that one more time. So when you go through like Grubhub or Postmates, oh, yeah, yeah. their menu item is also like jacked up. So they're getting you on the delivery fees and, and everything else like that. But they're also increasing the price of the menu item. So. Was it the last week we had the story about the pizza guy who was buying his own pizzas back from oh, yeah. Grubhub? Well, yeah. So yeah. Because they're jacking the price up. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. So uh, producer Brian. SFP Headlines Preview. What do we got? Yes, yes, yes. This week on the Headlines, Southern Fried Headlines Podcast, uh, India catches a Pakistani spy pigeon. Mm. Uh, a man gets arrested for wrestling a bear at the zoo. <laughs> and uh, you have to prove your relationship status to visit Denmark if you're visiting a loved one. All of those sound, again, like my honeymoon. <clears throat> so there's that. Yeah. But my favorite one from this week, actually, is uh, the... Blue Wahoos in Florida are renting their stadium on Airbnb. So you can, for $1,500 a night, up to 10 people can stay in the stadium. What like, kind of stadium is it? It's a double A baseball team. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Le- that actually might be legit. It sounds great. So. Yeah. I think we need to do that and camp out in, in the, the. You can run the bases if you want to. Hope the yeah, concession stands are open. Yeah. going to eat all their hot dogs. I'm not sure if you can get to the nachos or not. That's my only. Fifteen hundred dollars. I better be getting some nachos. The funnel cake maker. Full you know, full service at the concession stands. Absolutely. Absolutely. Might be extra. All right, so we're going to go into some hot topics. Brought to you by Hookline and Heroes. This is our last week with Hookline and Heroes. Five hundred one C three that um, gives our veterans a experience of a lifetime with fishing. They connect you to a relationship with God as well. Um, so our friends at Hookline and Heroes. Still love you, um, but see you on the flip side on that. All right, so global warming. Guys, what are your thoughts on man-made global warming? I'm just going to, you know, easy topic. Just thought I'd, you know, send out this cupcake. Mojo, thoughts on man-made global warming? I think the Earth is so vast that things that we can do kind of, the climate i think that the earth's so big i mean you know we're, we're what 80 percent of the 70 percent 80 percent part of the world is covered in water i think that's a huge filter we i think we can affect the, the our environment um i i don't know if we can affect the climate as a whole um we can terraform certain things like you know you have um china and russia up there in the north of the arctic where they're actually trying to, there's a kind of a, a race between those two countries right now to discover mineral deposits and oil and things like that up in the north, and they're actually terraforming the the environment up there. But as far as um, global warming, I, I don't, I don't know. I think that's kind of the sizzle word of the 2000s right now because you know back in the what early 80s, I, I, w- I was afraid of acid rain. That's all you heard. That's all you heard. Oh yeah, acid rain, and that was a good <laughs> band. 
Some but you know, fantastic I, I, hits. I, I don't know, man. I think it's just. I think it's it, if there is global warming, um, it has been hijacked for political purposes, and that's where they kind of lose me at. So, you mean to tell me that could be hijacked? Imagine for that. Purposes. Popeye's chicken sandwich is going to be mean, hijacked. I mean, I didn't see it coming. Didn't see it coming. Um, I will say, I uh, ran across an article that I thought was pretty interesting that kind of sort of dealt with that a little bit. But did you guys know that the North Pole, where Santa lives, isn't where it used to be? Yeah, shifting. Ever, yeah. Um, ever yeah. since James Clark first identified it on the Boothia Peninsula in Canada's Nouvant territory, which, by the way, we need some listeners from Nunavut territory. In 1831, scientists have been carefully measuring its location ever since, but in recent years, it's been inching closer and closer to Siberia at a surprisingly rapid pace. Um, they said that within the past 30, uh, from sorry, from 1999 to 2005, the Earth's magnetic pole went from shifting from nine miles at most each year to as much as 37 miles per year. Evidently, what's happening is there's an iron core that uh, helps create the magnetic poles, but the the magnetic core is starting to uh, separate, and it's becoming two different blobs, and they're spinning around. Well, one of them's pulling it to Siberia. The other one's pulling it to Canada. And right now, the, the Canadian side is moving. So it's spinning around um, and causing that magnetic pole to shift. You say, well... You know, what's the ramifications of of that? Um, it actually has some pretty interesting um, impacts. One of them is that, uh, you know, our smartphones use magnetic, um, the magnetic North Pole airplanes, our cell phones, satellites, and all those things. Well, they're having to shift and move the runways in some of the, uh, some of the airports in Florida to make sure that the plan- planes are landing there on time or landing there in the right spot. So um, they're saying that that's an issue and it could also be causing some of these ginormous storms we were seeing back in like the early uh, 2010s and so on and so forth. Um, You know, we saw the hurricanes and whatnot, but it's not all man-made. I remember during those giant storms, they were saying, well, this is caused because of climate change, but I never heard of, the magnetic, uh, the North Pole shifting. Did you guys hear that, or was no. it just me? Well, that's not about climate change. That's just the Earth, the way it's spinning. Yeah, but if <laughs> right. you shift, but if you, shift you, you do shift the angle to the sun, the uh, position of the sun. Yeah, that, yeah. Now that, will, that could cause yeah. climate change. That'll so, do. but that has yeah, nothing to do around because I drive a dirty diesel. That just has to deal with the fact that, you know, the poles are shifting. I think there's so many more factors than just me using non-recycled toilet paper. Me not me using a halogen bulb versus a fluorescent. I think there's more factors than just that, you know. Or if I don't recycle all my cans, or there's there's more factors than right. that. I think um, it, it's interesting. I wonder what ten years from now will they will they come back and say that the uh, the metal core of the of the of the, of the Earth is no longer we we no longer have it at two pieces it's just one solid core and just, this is just a natural cycle you know there's been yeah 
there's been many theories out there that actually the poles will shift. You know, for example, you know, mm-hmm. north will no longer be north, it'll be south, you know, and, and they'll flip flop. Yep. And what that will cause. Um, yeah, they said that would take 5,000 years for that to happen. There, there was a John John Cusack movie well, about that. Also, The Rock, I think he was in something too, you know, where, but, um, yeah, I, I don't think you, the, where, where's our girl Greta Thunberg at? I haven't seen her lately. But, That's um, a good question. You, it's not, I don't, it, <laughs> not going to school. Well, I mean, now, she watching. hijacked her parents, boy, I tell you what. But, um, I, I don't think that global warming is this this whole perpetrated political lie that I think we've been fed. I mean, I just I just don't see yeah. it because, you know, we we love science and data when it comes to shutting the economy down, but we don't love science and data when it comes <laughs> to the Rona or to the climate change. I mean, so absolutely, um, yeah, absolutely. I, I just there's so many more factors than just you know because I use it. You know, people use aerosol hairspray. I mean, there's more factors than just mm-hmm. that. Yeah, there's more than pollution, but the humans have had an effect on the planet over the last hundred years for sure with wild wildlife. Oh, yeah. we affect we affect plant, yeah, because that's Absolutely. called like I said, it's called terraforming. I mean, we we can shape the environment we live in, but also around the opposite opposing side of the globe, it may be totally different. Um, but, yeah, yeah, even with like wildlife, you know, with the fishing and stuff, changes the ecosystems, which affects the actual environment the animals live in because of the different creatures you're living but there. But I, I don't think I, I'm, those things. I'm, I mean, I know humans were kind of an egotistical species, but I, I'm pretty sure we, we can't shift the pole. I mean. Yeah. And right. they've been measuring this for like 50, yeah. like they started paying attention. And since they started paying attention, things have changed. Right. Which is. What happened before that's, that? That's what happened. Yeah. We don't know what happened before that. So we don't have enough data to know when. Yeah, it's maybe we're maybe in a hundred years we're going to have one of those pole flips and the world 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 cracks in half and the dinosaurs come back. Maybe there's, oh, maybe there's a Middle uh, Earth with hobbits. It's the my, lizard people. They're my question out. is, what do the flat earthers say about the Earth tilting? Are we oh. going to fall off when this <laughs> happens? Mm. Uh, Cliff Harris from Buckle Long up. Range Weather. Uh, was saying that we're actually starting to move into a new little no ice age. No way. No actually, way. Actually getting hotter. It's starting to get a little bit colder. I tell you, this is probably yeah, one of the cool... I, I know How this is it? just climate and weather and weather mm-hmm. changes. This is probably one of the coolest maze I, I've experienced in probably the past yeah. 10 years, I would say. Uh, yeah. yeah. It'll be 110 in July. Yeah, probably. well, you know, it'll be, it'll be hotter than a Popeye's kitchen, you know, here soon, but... Um, I mean, it's just like I said, weather, it happens. So, yeah. All right. Producer Brian, you, uh, sent some information about a mask discussion. Well, I just wanted to bring it up because I don't think we've really talked about mm-hmm. the, I, I put a link in the, in the document, but it's not really, doesn't really matter about the link. <laughs> it's just some information. Yeah. I'm just curious where you guys stand on this mask stuff. Cause to me, it's kind of a common sense protect everybody it doesn't hurt me to wear one yeah it's a little uncomfortable sometimes but you try to breathe through those things going through lows hey, yeah i've worn one of lows uh a couple of days ago actually it's i mean it's again it's there's a one of the analogies or metaphors going around like uh if you don't wear pants and you pee your pants then you get it on everybody. But if you wear pants, then you're less likely to get it on everybody else. But you, you know, you have it already. It doesn't matter. 
Um, so to me, it's just a responsibility thing. I don't want to be the cause. I don't, because the way this asymptomatic stuff works and new numbers are coming out every day. I don't want to be the one transmitting it to somebody if I have it, you know, and I've, I've been trying to be pretty good about quarantining myself, but I'm still out picking stuff up on the liquor store when I have to, you know, mm-hmm. getting the basic bare necessities there. So I'm just curious where you guys stand on this stuff. I'm in agreement with you, producer Brian. Um, but at the same time, I, I also know that the virus size is way smaller than the knit size of the fibers that are used even for those N95 masks. And I saw a uh, meme recently uh, talking about uh, putting on a mask to, to keep the virus out is just like putting up a chain link fence to keep mosquitoes out. But something's better than nothing. So, and and like you were saying, uh, for the benefit of other people, uh, you know, if you sneeze, if you have it and you sneeze or cough or something, you know, it's going to help keep water droplets and stuff from spreading out and going all over the place. Um, there, <laughs> I, I don't know if y'all seen. There, there's actually a, uh, I've seen some articles about people wearing those um, masks with the exhale valves in them, um, which those masks are basically designed for. <laughs> construction work people working on houses and cars and stuff to where you're trying to keep from inhaling particles like dust and what have you um but you need to be able but you can breathe out you just don't want to breathe the stuff in well those masks are not doing anything to help every anybody out because you're coughing and it's shooting out that valve and you know (laughs) it may be helping you from sucking in particles but you're not being it's not doing anything good for other people around you that's not the point of the mask, yeah. Ojo, your thoughts wearing a mask? Dumbass. Nah, um, I think I think it should be left with choice in the individual because, um, you know, we we since we got since you got to edit the podcast anyway. Alyssa Milano, resident dumbass of California, shows up uh, mass shaming people on the twitters the other day, uh, posting a you know family pic of her and herself, her and her family. Uh, getting ready to go ride around California and I don't know what they're going to do, but you know, and she, you, and she has way. a crocheted mask on crochet, <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, like granny knit and a, you know, the, the, the toilet paper cover thing. I mean, full of holes. Um, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, literally you could take your pink in and place it through the crocheted hole, but I, the people that are wearing masks, I wonder if, actually the benefit of some of these masks i mean i've seen everything from you know uh people taking old flannel shirts to um you know the surgical medical masks which aren't really rated for the micron level to um you know say just all varieties you got the varieties from the people who have full hazmat suits like level five hazmat like you know um quarantine movies or something to people that are basically just taking their their dirty underwear off and just wrapping around their head. I mean, you just have such a variation. So, um, but I, I think, in my, in my personal opinion, I think now it's becoming almost a social, this new social meme of compliance. Uh, and I think that uh, you're starting to see the shaming. There's a there's a a, a couple of videos out there uh, where. Uh, grocery uh, grocery shoppers were actually shouting shouting out a person who was not wearing a mask out of the store. Um, yeah. So I wonder if this is the new thing of 2020 where 
um, this compliance thing. You know, you have neighbor snitching on neighbor for not complying with, you know, whatever their state law is. I mean, hell, you can't even you can't even plant seeds in Michigan right now. You can't even cut your yard because of the the laws. Um, I wonder if this is the new thing where we're going to rat out our, our friends and family because they're not wearing a mask or um, if they're not compliant, like they're not being a full compliance with the law. I just think it's a compliance thing. I think it's just a, a social compliance thing. It's funny yeah. you mentioned that. I saw an article this week that drew a, a line between masks now and seat belts in the early 80s. How that was a really hot thing that everyone like now for us it's like well yeah of course you're gonna wear a seatbelt but then it was this breach of right or breach of freedom almost to force you to protect yourself in a car yeah. <laughs> is the way it was taken by a lot of people and I just it was an interesting kind of analog to yeah. it makes you wonder what what is ten years from now what's the new what's that normal look like hopefully it's not masks but. I think, man, I, I just honestly, I don't know. The longer this yeah. gets, I, I, you know, we could, there's a bajillion conspiracy theories about this now, but we have reshaped our economy. We have reshaped how we interact. We have reshaped our, just basically how we do things from, from simple fact of how we do church to how we buy cars, how we interact with friends. We have reshaped everything that we do from a daily life. I mean, how we buy food. Um, you know, we're obviously, if you're listening to this, we're in North Carolina and Roy Cooper, who's our, our governor, who um, I would equate to a Popeye's chicken restaurant, just a hot pile of garbage. Um, loves to say he loves to chase <laughs> science and data, science and data. That's the, that's his catchphrase. We're, we're not going to get political. We're going to follow the science and data. Well, if that was the logic that we did, then we would do that with everything. Science and data. What is the number one cause of car accidents and car deaths? Cars. Science and data. Let's ban the cars. (laughs) What's the number one cause of diabetes? The sugars. Let's ban the sugars. I mean, you know, if we want to follow the logic that, that like, Roy Cooper and some of these other, um, uh, uh, Whitmer from Michigan, let, you know, if we're going to use the same logic, let's apply it across the board. Let's just ban everything. Absolutely. I, I just, I don't Absolutely. get it anymore. We have, we have dove, dove into a, this illogical fallacy of, of just believing this spoon fed BS that these supposed higher ups have, uh, have yeah. given us. And by the way, our 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 governor um, Roy Cooper, he has his haircut, you know, on a con- consistent basis through the corona. I haven't hair I haven't had a haircut in three months. Three months, so. Had a boy. Um, this is a tweet, and this is where you you started to lose. Well, not he started to lose me, but this is where I was like, eh, buddy. Now he's now he's putting it into high gear. He said, a face covering signifies strength and compassion for others. Wearing one shows that you actually care about other people, other people's health. That is where it really frustrated me. I was like, I don't, I don't think that that's accurate at all. 
actually, if you care about people's health and you're that concerned, just stay home. Don't go interact. I mean, honestly, if you want to, I mean, if you're that concerned that you may have possibly gotten the people, uh, side side note, the people that drive in their cars with a mask Mm -hmm. on, oh, Jesus, man. I don't get it. I mean, yeah, that's there's there's a line there, but you know I've seen what's been interesting to me is the I'll go to some areas and you see like fifty sixty percent yeah wearing it, then I'll go into a more prevalent area maybe and nobody at all, you know. But I think it should be their I think it should be their choice yeah, because well, sure it's a choice. I'm not saying it should be illegal. You have two you have two consenting adults that came from two opposite places and they're making a, a conscious decision to gather in this one place. With the supposed risk. I mean, the CDC just revised their numbers. That their expectation expectation right now is that the death rate from the COVID is going to be 0.26. Now, remember, this is in the upper 3 to 4% three months ago. Now we're at 0.26. I mean, the science yeah. and data, man. It'd be nice if it was like your daughter's, you know, common core math where two plus two equals eight. Well, in, in CDC math, you know, you just, you shoot, you shoot out a number at 36% and you're hoping that maybe you come back at 0.14. It's just, it don't make sense. But meanwhile. Well, even this article that producer Brian, you linked to, I don't know if you read it or not. uh, I read it a week ago. (laughs) Okay. It was saying that, but the science and data change every week. So the, the the science doesn't prove that wearing the masks actually does anything. Um, and they were also saying, well, if we're gonna if we're gonna force, if the the data suggests that we have to wear masks, does the data also support the six foot rule? Like, why not eight feet? Why not twenty feet? Like, why is six feet? The number. Actually, they found in one of the some tests I read from, I think it's John Hopkins or whatever, the six feet rule is not even applicable because they're they're saying the average person's cough is like nine to ten feet, and especially if the corona yeah. is lasting in the in the air for more than three hours or whatever it was at one at one point it's probably you know different now, but um, at one point it was like corona can live in the air for three hours. What well, doesn't matter if you're 600 miles away from the person. If it lasts three, you know, three hours, and you have a traveling distance of 80 miles per hour, I mean, you know, technically, if you're 240 miles away from you, have a you do have a slight potential of catching the corona. I mean, I mean, there's a absolutely. We're just all screwed. That's all it is. <laughs> well, and they were all like, "Why 20 seconds to wash your hands? What is? Why not 19? Why not 45?" All I know is if I if I ever had a if I ever have to go to surgery again, God forbid. And my daughter shows up with a bandana around his around his face because you know, that's now the equivalent of a surgical mask to keep germs away from me. Mm. I think I'm gonna get up and just leave. I mean, I just I don't I don't <laughs> think that's correct. Yeah. Well, this this article is just saying that there's not any significant trials and tests that prove that a mask actually works. There's not any uh, trials or Test to prove that it does work. Maybe, maybe, maybe our stock investment tip should be any company that makes breath mints. Because if we have to, yeah, if we have to continue, oh, yes. continue wearing these masks, I mean, you get that just that. 
my wife said that today because she went out, she was at work, so she had her, she was at school, school with a mask on, and she went and got sushi for lunch. Oh, hey, buddy. And she's like, <laughs> that was rough <laughs> the rest of the <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my wife said she did that and didn't brush her teeth before she took the kids to, to school. That's, so, that's, mm, that's that the Popeye's hot well. garbage. There it is. The 1812 barbecue story started over 20 years ago when Eric and his dad started entering local barbecue competitions for fun. During that time, Eric, a United States Marine, has traveled all over the world picking up flavors and techniques that today is the unique flavor of the award-winning 1812 barbecue. He has honed his craft to bring you the fall-off-the-bone pulled pork, the mouth-watering ribs, and finely crafted beef brisket. Eric has developed his own amazing dry rub and delicious barbecue sauce. And let's not forget those sides. With the coleslaw, smoked Gouda mac and cheese, cowboy baked beans, and to top it all off, banana pudding and pecan pie for dessert. Getting hungry yet? Good. Call or email Eric at 1812barbecue and he can make your next catered meal happen. Weddings, graduation parties, family reunions, and other events will be memorable with 1812barbecue. Want to try your hand at smoking meats? Pick up your own 1812 dry rub and start the journey for yourself. Shipping all over the world, connect with Eric on his Facebook page, Instagram at 1812barbecue, or call 704-604-5148. That's 704-604-5148. And email Eric at eric.line at 1812bbq.com, and he will be glad to help. All right, let's go into uh, Trump Twitter. Can you play the uh, play our Trump update? I'm very proud of myself. You can't always get what you want. Incredible. Really amazing. Don't be stupid. But if you try some, ah, ah, you might find deal or no deal. You what you I don't wear it to pay. It's my hair. Uh, Trump accuses Twitter of election interference after it adds fact check warning to his tweets. Uh, earlier this week, Trump uh, tweeted that if you did mail uh, mail in ballots, that it would be fraudulent and predicted that mailboxes will be robbed. Then um, quickly after that, a um, Twitter put up a uh, message saying that this may or may not be accurate and said that this, the fact checking uh, notates that, um, that this may not be correct. Uh, and then Trump then went on a tirade <laughs> to Twitter saying, you're not going to censor me, Twitter. Uh, and just kind of went nuts on, on Twitter. Twitter said Twitter is completely stifling free speech and I as president will not allow it to happen. Um, so Twitter is uh, fact checking. Trump's tweets, which they haven't they haven't been recently do, they haven't been doing it until recently. Um, thoughts on one Trump's tweet, and then two on the Twitter uh, censorship. Producer Brian, thoughts. The question, the big question, the reason I put this in the um in the document was, is this? I mean, we want an these social media companies to fact check our politicians when they're making claims about stuff. To me, it's not about not even a he should see. It's not, they're not preventing his freedom of speech. They're saying, 
what you're saying may not be true and you're in a position of your job's to give information at some point. <laughs> so if it's not true, you're misleading the public. That's a service, I suppose. I know Facebook said a while back that it was going to treat political ads. It was going to fact, when it was when during the whole fake news debacle, they were either going to fact check politicians or say they're excluded from fact checking because we kind of know nothing they say is true <laughs> at the time yeah. or something like that. Uh, so the, it's a big question, you know, to me about social media and if their algorithm is reading these statements and say, it's not a person that went, Oh, well that can't be right. Push a button. Oh, I thought, I thought it was, I thought there I was a guy that backtracked algor- it and said that algorithm. That's... It's probably got flagged. And then someone looked at it and said, Oh, yes, uh, let's do some research. You know, the research doesn't back that up. You know, the science and data, the science and data. There you go. Yeah, and there it is. You can't tell me you can, you cannot convince me that if there's mail-in ballots, that there's not going to be a, crap ton of fraud you can't do it i 100 percent agree with you i think we've had that in the past i think yeah it's been documented you got um like uh people that go by and pick up batch hatchers uh they pick up the their ballots and then they take in that to the precinct and said here's a million ballots i've just picked them up you can't tell me that that's not going to be true no, we we have the most asinine thing when it comes to the voting system. I, I honestly, is there better ways to do it? Absolutely. You got absolutely. It, it's it's considered it's considered racist to ask for people for a voter ID law, even though the you know to get EBT or enroll your kid in school or to get whatever they ask for a license. You know, so we got that. Um, yeah, mail-in votes. I mean, if you don't think they can be tampered with, then there's so much fraud that can be perpetrated there. And for either party, I mean, what, right. I mean, yeah. what if there's a, what if there's a, a, a rogue wing of the libertarian party and all of a sudden we end up with Joe Jurgensen? I'm okay with that. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I'm just saying that you'd all of a sudden have something like that out of a, a population of voters right. of, of what 60 million voters or whatever it is. It, it, there's so much problematic issues with mail-in voting that, um, you, you know, maybe have in-person voting, but maybe extend it by three days. Do like multiple day voting versus mail-in voting. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. spread out that pot. Spread it out. Ryan, what are your thoughts? Do you remember, um, what was it, a couple of years ago that the whole Mark Harris debacle where uh was it pender county or i can't remember which county it was that uh, this was a uh an election for the um u.s house of representatives for i think it was district nine here in north carolina which uh, includes mecklenburg county and um where there was uh voter fraud uh that was actually i guess they found out it was true uh they had some guy that was investigated who was going around collecting these uh absentee ballots uh, and turning them in. Um, so, you know, like was said, like what was said, this could happen for either party, not just one or, or the other. It, it can happen for both. Um, let's face it, both parties <laughs> have pluses and minuses. <laughs> I'm trying to be politically correct here about that. Yep. Anybody can Any, do it. Anybody um, can do it. 
mail-in voting, the chances of there being something fraudulent occurring, I think, is a lot higher than going in person and voting, um, simply because those ballots will be don't go directly from your hand into the ballot box. They're going through mail carriers, several you know, several people through the mail office. Uh, you know, there's too much. There's too much chance, too much chance there for, for something to get, you know, something malicious to be done. So, and, and like I said, this Absolutely. is for both parties, not just for one. You want to talk about potential foreign influence into an election. Mm-hmm. Just, um, just imagine, you know, some of these countries like Korea are not, not Korea, but it's North Korea, uh, Russia, China, these guys have master forgers that can, I mean, hell, they are, they, they have a duplicated similar economy. I don't know if you remember right before the Corona hit, we actually um, confiscated shipping containers of fraudulent counterfeit cash coming from South, uh, from North Korea. So imagine these guys all hmm. of a sudden somehow have some type of liaison in their government, get a copy of our, uh, our, our ballots and actually submit an, an enormous amount of, of ballots swing that swing the election to the political party they think they can have a favor with. It could happen. Yeah. Absolutely. And so for Twitter to say, this is not right, just just step back half a step and say, well, mail-in fraud could absolutely happen. Well, but also I think since, I, I don't know if you've seen this, but actually Trump has just issued a uh, executive order concerning social media. Oh. I did not. What's the breaking news? I'm trying to. I'm trying to see. Um, see if I can find it real quick. But, well, and uh, that that goes back to while you're looking that up is should I mean Twitter can say this is potentially fraudulent. Uh, I mean they could do whatever they want. They're you know if you don't want to be part of the the fact checking, then just get off Twitter for one. But at the end of the day, like should they be saying? And who's who's in charge of that? You were saying algorithms, but who's the one that's that's saying, "Yeah, let's go ahead and slap that not true statement on that that tweet." Yeah, I'm actually looking at the the Twitter. There's a, a big thread on this on on that specific issue. Uh, well, I can link to it with, with uh, different news agencies and folks. I just want, I just that. want the actual um, executive order so we can read through it versus the. The yeah. new oh yeah, yeah. that's why I can't find it right now. You know, I'm looking at the the other the other Twitter thing. Um, and the other half of that article is about uh, Joe Scarborough, the death of some. Yeah, the that whole situation. Yeah, now I, I will say I think I think Trump went a little bit too far. Yeah, on there was that two one. tweets that got flagged, and the second one. Sure. See, it looks like the executive I mean, order is is targeting social media platforms as actual media. So we'll we'll see how this fleshes out in the next coming coming days. Oh, uh, they get treated like the press essentially. Yeah, because you know they for the longest time they've been just basically a you know news is basically a content aggregator. They take information, they publicize you know whatever their you know their editor determined needs to go into the news. Um, social media platforms have been more open. But they also have been restricting because, you know, you've had the shadow banning from Twitter. You've had um, Twitter kick people off, um, this and that. Even though Twitter, Facebook, 
these places have actually been a go-to for people to get their news. I mean, if you, like me, if I want to find out something happened locally, like last night with um, uh, the events on the ground in Missouri, and Min- or, I'm sorry, Minnesota, you know, I was on Twitter looking up current what was happening just because you get the quickest on the ground information. Yeah. Periscope. Is Periscope yeah. Steven- Periscope still yep. around? It is. Is it okay? Yeah. Um, it's owned by Twitter, right? Yeah. I think so. Um, okay. So should some of these companies be checked as far as under the freedom of press or the you know, press? I think so because um, with them, I mean, how many, I have probably like 2,000 friends on my Facebook and I maybe see the same 12 people every day. So obviously they're throttling mm-hmm. something back. You know, that's yeah. the algorithm. Thing, so yeah. I don't. Um, so they need to change that up. They need to, you know, unharness. I'm not saying that the government needs to come in and, and tell them what to say or do or spread. But I'm saying that, uh, you know, I, I can't tell how many damn creepy Joe Biden ads I've seen in the last two weeks when I'm scrolling through the Facebooks. You know, um, yeah. Our uh, our, re- our crack research department, uh, Rodney. So that they were given full protection from lawsuits because of third-party content. So, hmm. now what was the Joe Scarborough one? I haven't seen that one. Uh, basically, from from my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, is uh, basically Trump wanted uh, the investigation for an intern that that uh, was an intern for Joe Scarborough twenty years ago, I think it was, and she she died uh, evidently by she i guess had a seizure or whatever hit her head on the corner of a table uh and tragically passed away uh, in the office and trump wanted a investigation of joe scarborough basically implying that mm. he killed her um and people wanted that removed from twitter twitter stepped up and said we're not going to remove it um well we can add you know a little tag on it but yeah. we're not going to remove it Interesting. I mean, I, I, Google two thirty. Well, I don't know what that means. It's, it's just take a. This is a separate side wing. It's interesting to see a, a president fire back because this is something we've not. This is something <laughs> sure. I sure you don't we, see we, that. I often. haven't seen it where uh, a president play. You know, we see most presidents play defense. You know, where they, they're always news breaks and then they cut, try to cover their their, their tracks. I mean, um, Ronald mm-hmm. Reagan. News breaks contra Iran contra affair. It's always constant defense. You know, um, the Libyan. You know, the plane gets shot down by Libya. Defense. Um, the always defense. These guys. You know, Monica Lewinsky. Nine mm-hmm. eleven. It's always defense. How you know? How did we make mistake? And all of a sudden, now you see a president go on the offense. It's just kind of interesting to see you know, the dichotomy here and what we're dealing with. And we're not used to that. We're not used to seeing um, a president, you know, for example, I mean, Scarborough and his fiance or maybe wife now, uh, Brzezinski, um, how they, at first they were kind of pro-Trump, you know, during six, 2016 and then have shifted to, you know, never Trumpers now. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, of course, you know, uh, the Brzezinski had her, her dad, Brzezigno, Brzezinski is an interesting fellow too, who 
passed away a couple of years ago, I think. Um, it's interesting to see a president go after that. I mean, these these guys, you know, Scarborough has been very adamant about investigating every sex assault claim and everything that comes down the pike that doesn't stick to Trump for some reason. Um, and all of a sudden now the tables have turned. It's interesting to see, you know, how how it's turned. How it's how it's had a turnabout. So yeah, I don't know if you're going to say that social media is media, then you'll have to look at well, is there an editor who's going to tell if it's print worthy or not? Um, and so I think that there's a lot of policing that could happen that I think could impact in a negative way. So I, I just wish you know social media, yeah, you know, the re- like Facebook back in the day, the wild wild west of Facebook. I mean, you could. Pr- yeah, my space. You could pretty much post anything, and you know, it, it was free for all. But so much stuff gets flagged now. It's it's, it's ridiculous, yeah. and it's all yep. in the in the mindset of protecting people that can't that may be affected. By it. You know, and right. You know, granted, Facebook has a thing called unfollow, which which you told right. which you told me about right. a couple weeks ago. So, <laughs> but you know, if you are getting if you've seen that your mindset is being changed by certain people that you are friends with, just unfollow. Yeah. You know, it makes life a lot easier. I mean, yeah. I was going to say, I saw a, a case of a guy that posted a, a completely racist comment, completely right. And I, when I say completely, it was completely racist. And he just blocked him and unfollowed him. And because he didn't like his content, that's fine. That's your choice. That's your freedom. You do what you want. And you, Block or yeah. follow who you want, or you allow people to comment. I've uh, I've gotten into the habit, and you know I I love everyone. I mean, I I just I have sure. no issues. I should say I have no issues, but I I love, and I know people are in reactionary mode on you know on everything now. You know, um, yeah, with you know, especially what's happening in Minnesota and what happened in Brunswick, Georgia a couple weeks ago. Everybody has to have, everybody has to have an immediate reaction automatically. And so I've unfollowed quite a few people just because, not that I'm trying to hide my head in the sand, but you got to take each incident at at its core and and do that. But also I look at the same people and I go, hold on. Is there any hypocrisy that's sitting? Have you spoken up for such and such case that just happened, or did you speak up for, um, you know, the such and such crime that's happened? You know, if you're going to do this, then you're, you're going to be pretty much busy twenty four seven on social media mm-hmm. speaking up against everything. And but yeah. they don't. They 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 pick and choose, which kind of seems that they're trying to form this narrative. And I'll be honest with you, I don't want I don't want to part of that so um the unfollow button has become probably my best friend on social media and what's the point of blabbing all over your own page when if you have a strong feeling go somewhere else and type your feelings in the the, whether it's a congress or a police website in this case or whatever i mean you're the people that are watching your stuff it's just a captive audience how about you do something you know, yeah. like actually get up there and do something. Like, um, I was talking to a friend today, you know, um, 
biggest disappointment I've had personally, and this is kind of me being transparent here on the show, is my mm-hmm. biggest disappoint, disappointment during this whole event has been the church community. You know, we, you know, we talk about the American church. We've heard, I've heard numerous posts, or not heard, I've read numerous posts. I've heard numerous speeches. I've never heard numerous people rail about, you know, uh, the, the American church and how broken it is that. But during the coronavirus, I've been very disappointed with the American church. I've not seen churches open the doors. I've not seen churches filling food pantries. Well, they can't legally, so there's that. I've not seen, well, true. But I've not seen churches out there feed, you know, feeding the poor. I've not seen churches out there filling food pantries. I've not seen churches out there um, making sure the community's needs are met. But mm-hmm. I've seen churches speak upon certain key issues where um kind of suits a political narrative, and I, that's kind of becoming a growing distaste in my mouth in a lot of ways. Um, that's not just churches. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to pigeonhole churches because right. that, but I, I see a tremendous hypocrisy across the board for a lot of people where people may not speak up or, I mean, hell, we just had numbers come out. We've lost 41 million jobs in 10 weeks. That's a lot. That's a lot of jobs. That's a yeah. lot of livelihoods that have been affected. There's a doctor from Santa Barbara that just spoke up and says, We've had a 75% increase in suicides and over 150% increase in suicide attempts in the last 10 weeks. Um, wow. But no one's speaking up. That. All we can focus on is the shutdown, lockdown, and uh, other other issues. That's all we can focus on. We can't focus on that. Um, but there's just a, such a tremendous hypocrisy right now. And, um, Oh, to me, you know, you know how we joke about the the Facebook families, you know, where you have the perfect the perfect pictures out there, right? Um, you know, where you have the family happy, but really at home they're not. <clears throat> and you know, we have the people out there that just must speak up. They must post that meme on this new social justice thing. But really, are they really speaking up? You know, for the downtrodden. I mean, are we really speaking up yeah. for? Um, you want, you want to talk about white privilege? There's no Planned Parenthood in my, Planned Parenthood clinic in my neighborhood, but there's a Planned Parenthood clinic in, a, in, a, in an underprivileged neighborhood that's minority. Are we speaking up for that? That's if that, if white privilege exists, that exists right now. I don't have I don't have a this clinic in my neighborhood. I don't have a clinic down the neighborhood down the down the street. But I guarantee an underprivileged yeah. neighborhood that's chock full of minorities has as a clinic like that. Yeah. And to be clear, like not, not all churches are not doing No, no, no. I'm not, there are churches but I'm that saying are that stepped we, up. We like to group everybody. Like, you know, we, sure. we, we hear, we hear speeches, we hear editorial posts, blog posts about the American church. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just like, right. um, sure. Just like we hear about American exceptionalism. We hear about, American aggression, hear about American greatness. You know, we, we have, when the good times are good, we have, you know, we claim it. Well, we're an American. We, we sent people right. to the moon. Yeah, that's true. 
Not yet. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I hear Did you. We? We'll but no, <clears throat> that's true. America as a country, we sent people to America, but I can't take claim to that because I had no, I had nothing right. to do with that. I mean, um, right. But yeah, I mean, I'm not saying all churches. I'm just saying that under this, right, under this moniker of uh, what we did, like classify, it's just sometimes it's where we land. Um, all right. Well, let's go to the next uh, and last uh, topic. There's a new uh, COVID-19 home test you can give yourself. Evidently, the amount of testosterone that you are exposed to in the womb is kind of directly connected to the chances that you get COVID-19. And one of the ways that they d- determine how much testosterone you've been exposed to is by the digits on your hand. Now, what they are saying is if your uh, your ring finger is a different size than your ring or your, your pointer finger, that uh, you have had more testosterone and therefore you are more likely to get the coronavirus. Right. So, uh, Ryan, why don't you give... What, what what say you? Where are you at? My ring finger is taller than my pointer finger. Okay. So you had less testosterone. That doesn't surprise me. Oh, thanks. <laughs> that? That's not, no, you said the other thing. You said the oh, ring finger is longer yeah. than you had... Yeah. The more testosterone... testosterone that that big word yourself. is the, the problem. Here we go. <laughs> so if the length of your index finger, known as 2D is bigger than the length of your ring finger, uh. then it indicates a higher exposure to testosterone. So this finger has to be higher than your pointer finger has now to be I higher move them than over, your my ring pointer finger. finger is higher than my ring finger. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, so I got scared there for a second. I thought yeah, I was... So sorry uh, about that. I'm immune, apparently. Uh, Mojo, where are you at? I'm even. Yeah, I, I'm even too. I think this. Oh, I think I the science. I think 50, the science and data here is kind of crazy. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I followed this. <laughs> well, you know what? This no, this uh, article, if anything, proves that the man flu is real. Mm. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I thought the uh, I thought the man flu yeah, was so. Real. It, well, it, is it is real, but this is just more science and data to prove. Proof. That men are affected harder by these kinds of diseases. That's funny. But what about Caitlyn Jenner? Oh, that's a good question. About that testosterone, did she get it taken out? Did he, she, her? Too late. She's already been affected. I don't know. She, her. (laughs) Had testosterone most of her life. (laughs) Somebody needs to ask. All right, guys. We're going to go ahead and wrap up the show. Thanks again for tuning in. Mojo, send us out. Hey, I appreciate you guys tuning in once again. If you can, please go to our Facebook page at Southern Fried Philosophy. You can also check us out on our Southern Fried Philosophy webpage at southernfriedphilosophy.com. <clears throat> also, uh, wherever you download your podcast at, just go there. Simply search Southern Fried Philosophy. Hit the subscribe button first. Next, please leave us a review. You can tell you, you can say I'm a total douche or whatever. Uh, that's fine. Um, we still appreciate that. Whatever, whatever you'd like to do, give us a one star. I don't even care. That just helps us move up in the old algorithm. 
Um, share your favorite yeah. episodes. Um, tell your friends about us. Uh, check out our sponsors. We have some good people. We don't do just corporations and companies. We actually do nonprofits and we appreciate each and every yep. one of those. And uh, hopefully we'll have a few more of those coming on board here soon. Um, also, if you're not an organ donor, uh, shout out to my um, donor mother, Lisa. We, I love you. Um, just if you haven't signed up as an organ donor, when the DMVs uh, open back up full throttle, just head down to the DMV. Make sure you check that box. Also check your voter registration. Still time to vote. And uh, you can also go to your Apple phone, or I'm sure maybe Android has some type of device. You can actually register to become an organ donor, save someone's life. Uh, next week, again, we have Dewan Curse. He will be sharing his story. Uh, so make sure you tune in for that. And as always, keep looking up.